after one year, we managed to live with less than $50 a day because what we did, we spent some time in Europe. So, of course, in Europe, we spent a little bit more. But then we went to Morocco, Africa, and then to Asia. So we spent a little bit less. So and the average, we managed to be $50 a day. And that money stretched, stretched for more than one year. This is Debbie, and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. All right, so we've been talking about landing a remote job for a while now, but the one thing you're probably most curious about is how to learn the online skills you need to land these jobs. I'm not just talking about getting a brief introduction, but learning from actual accredited schools so you can be taken seriously when you apply for these jobs. You've been waiting for a while, and I'm really sorry about that, but I have finally created a whole page listing the best courses to take from teaching English online to becoming a freelance writer and so much more, all from trusted sources that will get you that remote job. So if you're ready and serious to take the next step, then visit theoffbeatlife.com slash learn online skills to get started. Again, you can visit theoffbeatlife.com slash learn online skills to get started. On this episode, I'm really excited to speak with Natalie, who, along with her husband, Rob, decided to swap the traditional marriage life for an endless adventure around the world. In 2014, they sold everything to become full-time travelers and content creators. So far, they visited over 50 countries and have no plans to stop. Love and Road is their life project, which is a travel blog packed with inspiring travel tips and a unique way to explore the world discover new cultures, and meet new people. So listen on to find out how they've made it their mission to inspire people to travel more. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here. I am really excited to speak with my guest today. I'm here with Natalie. Hey Natalie, how are you? Hello Deb, I'm fine. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having us here. As I said, just me, my partner is not today, but I'm so used to talk about us. So uh, very, very happy <laughs> to share a story and, and talk and chat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Before we did the interview, I was talking to, to Nat and I was like, I'm so jealous. She told me she's in Brazil. It's somewhere there right now. And I'm like, I'm in up east, up north and it's cold. So I'm like, I'm super jealous of you. <laughs> I'm like in my sweater and Natalie's all nice and comfortable. <laughs> yeah, I, can, I can't complain. It's about, I think, 30, 32 Celsius degrees here in Brazil. Oh, nice. It's middle of the afternoon. The sun is shining. Yeah. People will be jealous about me. Sorry, guys. So so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. We love that. But we're happy for you, you know, whatever, Natalie. Someone needs, needs to enjoy the summer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, Nat, can you tell us about you and why you live an offbeat life? Well, uh, I'm Natalie. I'm a journalist. I'm 38 years old and I'm Brazilian. So now I'm at home. Uh, after two years far away, I'm at home. And uh, I, I have always been passionate about traveling. And uh, back in 2013, uh, me and my husband, we were kind of, the, the same story, we were kind of fed up of our normal day-to-day -day life. It was a good life. We couldn't complain. Everything was fine. We had our house, a car, but something was missing. And uh, we decided to, to travel. 
And I was very naive at that time. I thought, okay, I'm a journalist. I can write. Boom, I'll be a travel blogger. And, and things <laughs> will happen. And so that's how we started. Uh, then we became Love and Road. That's our brand. And that was one of the best things I have done in my entire life. I have worked a lot. I have done a lot of things. But uh, being able to travel the world, be free to work from everywhere, that was some of the was the best decision ever. It wasn't easy though. I was very naive. I thought it would be easier to make money, to travel, to get all the visas and paperwork and blah, blah, blah. But uh, it was the best decision. And uh, so, but now we are back at home <laughs> because of pan COVID pandemic and everything. And we were two years far from home. So we decided to settle a little bit in Brazil to enjoy summer and family. So here I am. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't sound too bad to me, and I'm sure a lot of people too. I'm like, oh, Brazil in the summer, it's so nice. So now you mentioned that you were a bit naive when you first started out in the journey of starting your travel blog. What are some of the misconceptions that you had about this whole process that kind of either surprised you, took you back, and really allowed you to learn as much as you can, even though maybe it was something that was um, a bit difficult to, to learn? Well, uh, first of all, I thought, like, I'm a journalist. I have been working in the field for a long time. So I thought, I'm, I know how to write. I know how to tell stories. I will write. I will press enter, publish, and boom, people will read. No, it's not, it's not like that. That time back in 2013, uh, digital marketing, the uh, SEO, everything was still very, very new, especially for Brazilians. Like we didn't have much resource of information, even about traveling, being nomadic or doing house sittings. That was something that we, we did in the start of our, our worldwide trip. So all the information I had to find in bloggers from US or Canada, a lot of source came from Canada. So that was very, uh, we knew it was possible, but we didn't have any real example that we could follow in our surroundings or in our country at that time. So that was one of the first things. And then I thought, okay, I, I'm brave, I can do it. But that was hard <laughs> because when you don't have much information, you have to dig, dig, dig until you find good resource. And, uh, and then we start growing. That was the first thing. And then the second was, I'm a Brazilian, I speak Portuguese. And uh, at that time, Brazilian marketing for market for blogging was still very, very small, like not much people mm -hmm. doing it. So like, okay, let's venture ourselves in the English speaking world. So we start our travel blog in English too. So we do bilingual. So those little things that no one tells me, told me how, how it would be. And we had to learn on the way. So I'm so grateful for podcasts, YouTube videos, all the people we met on the road because we learned it so, so much. If it weren't for all the source, like Love and Road wouldn't make seven years. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. It's it's a really long journey. And I think that is a misconception for a lot of people that, especially when you're just starting out in this whole process, you think you're going to write, you're going to blog, you're going to create all this content, and then people just start coming through and you're going to make a ton of money. And then it's just happily ever after. Um, because that is what we see, you know, that's what we see online. That's what we see on social media, people just leaving their jobs. And then all of a sudden they just make a ton of money. 
But it is, it's a long road ahead. And that's why I think a lot of people want it, but very few people actually achieve it because there is so much work in the middle of it, right? And even now, how long has it been? Like over seven years for you and your husband, you've been doing this. And I'm sure there's still a lot of things that you're learning every day. And, you know, that's that's another thing I'm really curious about. How has that changed for you from the beginning to now? Has there been really big changes for you? Did you have to pivot, especially during the pandemic, uh, your business? Well, it has been a learning process since the beginning, and I think we'll never stop. Our business is based on something that we don't control, internet, social media. So that's like every change, changing all the time. So it's amazing for one side because we are always learning, but also it's scary because it's like, oof, what's coming next? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then as I said, uh, pandemic, like we didn't shift that much. I'm still blogging and uh, we're still keeping Love and Road online. Of course, we're not traveling as much, especially because we got the the peak of the pandemic in Italy. So we were locked in Italy for one year. (laughs) That was very, very tough. So no travel whatsoever during 2020. And then last year we managed to come home, come to Brazil and stay here. So we still like doing very, very little traveling, not international. So that, that was something that changed a lot, but I'm doing all the backside of the, the blog. So I'm going through all the old content, updating, doing a, really nice check on the SEO, working a lot in things that you keep postponing when you are on the road traveling. <laughs> and uh, new opportunities come up to us as well. Thank, thanks for our contacts and network. So uh, we still work with uh, content creation, but now I'm working with some clients here in Brazil too, towards tourism, others not. So we shift a little bit, but Love and Roads is still alive and I can't wait to go internationally again and start traveling again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think, you know, things are starting to change. Hopefully in, in the next year or two, things will be even more better for, for travel for all of us. But it's true, there's a lot of different things. Also, when you're doing all of this, you start learning a lot of different skills, right? You kind of become the Jack and Jill of all trades. You start learning how to write. You learn how to do SEO. You photograph. You're just doing video, whatever it is that you need to do. And it's kind of crazy how much you learn throughout this whole process. And I kind of want to go back in in the beginning of this when you and your husband, you kind of took your life and you decided to travel and do all of this, right? And it's a completely different life now for, for the both of you. How did you make it, right? How did you leave all of that behind? Um, maybe you're, I don't know if your husband left his job. How did you um, create income while, while you were on the road, while you were still building your blog? Well, one first thing, we are really organized. And I think that's something that helped a lot since the start. Uh, I used to work as a journalist. I had my job. Uh, Rob, at that time, he used to work with logistic and foreign trade. So he also had his job. And uh, once we decided, we decided to save money because we are from like normal people. We don't have a rich father or mother that can <laughs> pay our bills. So we we, tr- we start saving everything. We put down all our expenses where we could cut things, things going to the bank, like to see our savings growing. I start selling our stuff. So once we decided we are going for good, no point to keep things on the shelf. So I start like selling clothes, furniture. I did two big bazaars like garage bazaars in our house with price tags and every 
every item. So that was where we got like money enough. And uh, at that time, I was reading uh, a book, quite old book, but really good one. That is from Nomadic Matt, uh, How to Travel $50 a Day. And that's really interesting because that gave me a perspective of like how much I can spend while traveling abroad. I have traveled abroad before. I lived for two years in Ireland, in Dublin, but then I had my job. I was studying, so it was a completely different thing. Now I was going full nomadic and I need to have an idea how to manage my expense. So that book was really good. And that gave us a goal to save enough money for one year. If you could live for one year for $50 a day, each of us, including everything, we could last on the road for one year and then we could have one year to make our business something profitable. That was the main, that was the, the plan. <laughs> what happened? We, we managed to get the money, to save the money a little bit more. In fact, after one year, we managed to, to leave with less than $50 a day because what we did, we spent some time in Europe. So, of course, in Europe, we spent a little bit more. But then we went to Morocco, Africa, and then to Asia. So we spent a little bit less. So and the average, we managed to be $50 a day. And that money stretched, stretched for more than one year. On the other hand, we, it took us one more than a year to make our a proper income from the blog. I would say that we started seeing some money coming from affiliate marketing and from like some sponsorships in the after six months of our blog. But to say that it was paying the bills, it was one year and a half, no doubt. Before that, we were still like having our savings. And the only thing we kept here in Brazil was our house. So we rented. We had the rent coming every month. But if you think about currency, our currency in Brazil, it's like nothing comparing to US dollars <laughs> or euro. So once we are there, it's like, okay, it pays like a dinner. But once we were in Asia, for example, in Vietnam or in another country, our rent helped us to, to keep going. So it was a lot of planning from money, like how we could save money, how we would spend our money, how we would invest in our business, and also planning the route because we had the freedom of going everywhere, well, depending on visas, of course, but we had this, this freedom. But this freedom also we need to think about, okay, if I stay too long in Europe, my money is going too fast. So we had to plan wisely where to go. So we started, we left Brazil, arrived in, in Europe, in Spain, and went and started like traveling towards Asia. So we started in April and arrived in Asia by November. That was the, the, the first year route, let's say. Oh, wow. Well, it seems, well, you're very strategic. You and your husband are very strategic and you mentioned you're very organized. And it seems to be that really the location absolutely matters for, for all of this. And we all know this, you know, you can't live $50 a day, obviously here in New York City. That's just <laughs> impossible if if you're a tourist, but you can definitely do that in Southeast Asia, you know, parts maybe of Eastern uh, Europe, certain parts of Latin America and even, you know, Africa. And so I love that you were able to do all of this. And in some places you were able to live for less than $50 a day, which is mind boggling. I'm like, oh my gosh, how do you do that? Like for, for you know, in, in New York City, that's, you know, almost impossible. But 
But you were both able to do that. And now you're doing this for for a long period of time. And obviously, you've learned so much from it. So what would you say has been the most challenging thing for the both of you when you were traveling together as a couple and on the road and constantly being on the road uh, when when you were doing that? Well, the first thing was, uh, of course, the financial side because we couldn't leave for $50 a day for the whole life. So once we need to make the money come in more and more, so we could leave and spend more because we choose this lifestyle to be happy and to experiment the world, to do experiences. So when you are on a super tight budget, you need to give up on things. And that's manageable for for a period. And then we want to leave because we are used to the things, you know. Okay, we are talking back in 2014 when things were cheaper. But any, anyway, so the, the stress of making our business happen and get money was one thing that it didn't hit us hard, but it was the first time that we were working together. So we were traveling together, living together, working together 24-7. And that's, that's quite, <laughs> yeah, that's quite intense. <laughs> that's quite, I always say that is like, we, I think our, we did something right because we're still alive and together. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And through the pandemic, you're oh, still yeah. together. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So that, that, that was the two biggest challenge. The also work, like getting to learn things and, but that's not, it's a challenge, but that's like, fulfilling us you know it gives you the energy to go there and okay i want to learn i want to do more i want to be better but living 24 7 and being able to grow our our savings was too many things that we had to deal with on the first years of traveling and then later we kind of got used to it so we started like doing trips alone <laughs> going solo <laughs> once a while <laughs> you know holidays from each other it's good that he's not here now <laughs> I know. I love that. I know I I do that too with my husband. Before the pandemic, I always left for like a month and traveled by myself. I'm like, we need a little break from each other. Like that's that's a good thing sometimes. Healthy, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's okay, especially when you're with that person like every single day. And um, now my husband works at home too, and we literally are like next to each other all the time. I'm like, yeah, we need some time apart. You should go downstairs or something. <laughs> so you see, you understand. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure a lot of people out there still understand us, you know, and sometimes they even don't work together, but they know we need to have some free time for that. It's yeah. good. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's it's harder now when you're kind of enclosed in this space because you have, you know, there's a lot less places to go. You can't travel. At least when you're traveling, you can go out and do whatever. But now it's a lot harder. But you get used to it. But you still need that alone time. Even if you love your partner, you still need that alone time. But um it's good that you guys survived traveling the world together, the pandemic, starting a business together. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, that's, we, that's really good. We have our, uh, like, tactics, you know. Uh, Rob is really patient, so it's good. And also we, we learn to communicate. I think that's the key, that you know, like, to talk and learn how to talk because I tend to be more, uh, like, tough or more explosive and Rob is more quiet. So sometimes I'm annoyed, like, you're too quiet, you're not stressed out. And I'll be, like, super stressed <laughs> out. And he's like, oh, oh, my God, woman. <laughs> so now relax not the end of the world so we need to learn how to communicate that in a nice way because in the end of the day we'll be sleeping together in a hotel room there is no couch sometimes you know it's like we need to be together so communicating was like the key for success i believe in that 
Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, that's the thing, right? If you can't communicate with your partner, it's just not going to work. And I'm the type of person that I will just say everything because I don't like to hold anything in because then you just start exploding, you know, but do it in a way where it's obviously healthy. So I definitely agree with you on that, Nat. So you also mentioned that you, in the time that you started your blog to it actually starting to create income for you to pay the bills, it took about a year and a half. What did you do to get to that point to really make that blog from a hobby into an actual business for both of you? Well, I think the the turning point, like since we started, we started like thinking it was a business. Like we thought, okay, that's what we're going to do for life. And that's how we, we're going to f- have money enough to, to be nomadic. But we didn't know about SEO at that time. And I think that was the, the key point. Like when I started understanding SEO and learning and putting in practice, I we saw our income uh, growing. Because when we started, we already started thinking, okay, we can do affiliated marketing. We can do sponsorships for uh, travels or stays. We can partner with brands. But you have two problems. We had two problems. We didn't have the the numbers, the metrics. Like we didn't have much uh, readers or social media was like still in the in the beginning. And we didn't have many followers, so that was one problem. And the second was that I didn't master SEO at the beginning. I was really good in telling stories, and I do love to write. But I was just writing, so no one would find me. So yeah, when it was a turning point, I, I still remember when we arrived in Chiang Mai in Thailand that back in 2014 was like the place to be if you want to be a uh, a nomadic digital nomad or if you want to do any any kind of online job remote job that was the, the place to be and there I found someone that started teaching me about SEO and it was like <laughs> boom my mind just exploded and everything became so clear and then since that moment we saw things growing and growing because then okay I had the affiliate links and now people are finding me. So people are clicking on my affiliates. Yeah. And that's how, how we started making money. And uh, then we started getting more readers and more page views. So in consequence, we can put some ads and then it just goes on and on. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a snowball, right? Once when things start to click, it does still take a little bit of time because obviously SEO takes some time to work, but when it does, it just snowballs. And then if you keep writing content that has SEO in it, it just keeps adding more content into it. So I love that. I love that you were able to figure it out, you know, and that's usually what a lot of, um, well, most or all bloggers tell me is like SEO. SEO is so important. SEO. So for those of you who want to be bloggers or are doing this, definitely SEO is a big big huge part of it so <laughs> especially you better master it <laughs> exactly especially now that pinterest has been really bad lately for a lot of bloggers um it's you know a lot of people have been going back to doing their organic searches and using their seo to make those higher because it's you know a lot of these platforms are really inconsistent you know and it's just good to know that you own your own blog and then if you're doing seo correctly it's something that you have control over well as long as google doesn't screw us over (laughs) totally agree with you and i hope for the same 
I know. I'm like, please, crossing fingers. So now let's talk about the types of income that you're actually making from your travel blog. I know you mentioned a few of them. Can you take us a little more uh, further into how you're creating income from that and the different types of income streams that you're doing? So we have, of course, the affiliates that comes from hotels, transportations, tour operators, and so on, uh, everything that we can add and on our articles. And uh, I try to always choose brands that uh, I can connect and uh, I feel confident on recommending because I think that's also the success of people clicking on it and the conversion. So I, I just don't, that's my personal experience and my personal choice. I'm not saying that anyone do whatever they want, but for me, I feel more <laughs> confident about uh, uh, recommending things that I, I've tried. And that's the ones that also usually gets more conversion, you know, so we get more more money coming from. from. We have ads on our website too. So we are with a, a company that uh, manage our ads. That comes a good chunk of the income too. Before the pandemic, we used to do a lot of uh, marketing campaigns with tourism boards, tour operators. That was, the, that was what I loved the most because it's going to the field and discover things and writing things. We tend to do a big mix of normal things to do with adventure and with some like hidden gems. So it was really good to be in the field traveling and collecting information to write. And uh, we do a lot of good partnerships with brands for that. We also, then it's Rob's work, but he does all the photography and videography. So he sells, he sells all his photos and videos too. So there's another way that we get money from and we have been we have done for a while uh, I had some brands that uh, I helped them doing SEO for their uh, websites and uh, do the marketing uh, the digital marketing campaign brainstorm ideas and uh, developing campaigns for them that would be not linked with love and road but we use our expertise to help them to work better with their brands so that's roughly <laughs> a lot of things <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, that's really how you keep a flow with with all of this, right? When you start a blog, you start any of this stuff, you really have to have different streams of income. And I love that. And you have all of these active and passive income. And I, you know, I love doing passive income, especially affiliates. You know, you mentioned that and you you have a lot of companies that you work with because really you do a lot of the work. And once you finish the work, it just keeps paying on its own. And I don't know if you've heard of this company, Natalie, but one of my partners and sponsor is actually a company called Travel Payouts. And they're actually one of the largest affiliate platforms that's specifically for travel creators like Natalie here. And they're really incredible because they help you earn different types of income with the travel services that you're already promoting on your blog. Like you talked about accommodations, car rentals, it could be be even flights and a ton more things that you do. And it's probably from companies that you already use as well. And that's one of the things that's really important, right? Like you have to make sure that you trust these companies. So, but the the one thing that I have found myself, and I know a lot of uh, bloggers and travel bloggers too, is where do you find these people that actually give you affiliates, right? And really good paying ones. Um, so that's one of the things that I love about Travel Payout is that 
they have it all in one place and you don't need to do your own searches. They all have it in one spot for you. So it makes it a ton easier for you to just really look for those brands that you absolutely love and you absolutely use. And then they do most of the work. You just put in the links and then you're good to go. So if you're all ready to learn about travel payouts and earn more doing what you love, because you know, being a travel blogger, you're doing what you love. And then if you can make money doing that, that is even better, which is what I love talking to, why I love talking to people like Natalie, because I'm like, that's such a dream job. So make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com slash travel payouts to learn more about it. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com slash travel payouts. And you can learn more and sign up and they have a ton of different information there for you to use. And, you know, you can get started like Natalie here, who has been doing this for a really long time. And now look, Natalie, you have this incredible life that you're living being in like South America and Asia. And oh my gosh, like I'm so jealous. (laughs) Uh, Just to to, uh, compliment, one thing that uh, you mentioned, it's a very, it's saves us time and energy when you have all your affiliates in just one platform. Yeah. Because it's like so, so much stress when you have to look up a lot of different platforms and websites to keep up with your affiliates and check the links and check how much you earned. So when you have everything packed in one place, it's lifesaver. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And I've had those types of affiliates too. And I get really confused because there's just so many different companies. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need like one place to have all of this. And that's why I love travel payouts. But yeah, I love that. And I love that you do. You have all of these different streams of income for you, Natalie. And I think that's another thing as an entrepreneur, as an online entrepreneur, when, you know, when one thing tanks, maybe you're not making as much income, especially with the pandemic, right? Um, You have another ace up your sleeve, as they say, because then it's like, okay, you're not making as much here, but then you're creating content for, for others or you're helping them or you're creating photographs like your husband is doing. So there's so many different things that you learn. And then you can also create income from all of the skills that you've been learning. And this is one thing I always wonder about. What has been one of the craziest, maybe strange jobs that you've taken on? <laughs> Once you decided to leave your old life to start this new incredible one that maybe is a bit strange, maybe something that was a little funky for you, but fun for us to learn about. (laughs) So, well, uh, I have done a lot of things since I'm young because as I said before, I'm not rich, so I had to get my money once I I want to buy a car. So like, let's work. So I work in nightclubs and a lot of things. But since we decided to uh, create our like say normal life and and travel we haven't done much weird stuff no but there is one thing that we we did that it's quite interesting and it was really good for learning and now I laugh about it because we did photo shoot for a photo stock site because Rob used to be a model when he was younger so he was like okay he knows how to pose and blah 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 and that's how he he taught me to do us for our Instagram. So if you look at my Instagram, <laughs> you see I can pose, but I'm very clumsy and uh, I'm not like <laughs> such a model person, but I learned how to do it for, for work. But once we were uh, living in Bangkok and then Rob saw this ad on Facebook, like, oh, we need uh, Western people with this, this type of features for a photo shoot for a photo stock website. And Rob was like, he's not a photographer 
for his life. He has been working with foreign trade before. So he started like, he self-taught himself to learn photography and videography. He spent hours like watching uh, tutorials and videos. So he he's now really good at photography, but he wants to, to go towards the photo stock style, not just traveling lifestyle. So like, that's a great opportunity for us to learn how they do it, Natalie. We can apply. And if they, they hire us, we get some money. And I know how they do all the shots, the angles. It would be good to have some learning. Okay, let's have fun. And we are doing photos. It's in a nice hotel in one beach in Thailand. Let's do it. Well, what happens now that it's at least tw twice or three times a month, I get a message for someone who finds our photo in somewhere around the world. And that's oh why it's so funny because like we have been doing ads for car sales for apartments. I found one uh, 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 real estate selling apartments here in Brazil with our face on the billboard. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, so many things. We were in the newsletter for a, a cruising company. And it's like, we didn't expect that the people would like so much our photos, but they keep using it. That is awesome. And then also I was like, oh, you work with this brand. It's like, mm, I wish I was just in the photo, <laughs> photo stock website. <laughs> I love that. So your photos were like popular, like stock photos that people are using. <laughs> oh God, I was, uh, they used my face eating a watermelon. Like, so it's me smiling with a watermelon. And I was on the, oh my God, which magazine in UK. Well, I got one page of one magazine that was an ad for that company. Oh my God. Yeah. Cosmopolitan. Yeah. And it was Cosmopolitan from UK. So, oh my gosh, yeah. that's amazing. I, can you can you imagine where else you've been, you and your husband have been, and you just didn't know, like, all of these different places? That's freaked me out, because so far, it's positive things, you know? And if yeah. you're using us for, like, creepy, weird stuff, or, like, for an article that says bad stuff about people, or, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's hope not. And even if there are, we don't want to know about it. Okay. <laughs> Please, if you find this, just ignore. Don't send to me. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. But that's so fun. And that's so interesting. And I love that your husband is like, let's try new things. And you're always up for it. And I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> always up to new adventures. <laughs> always, always. Okay. We cannot waste a precious time. Exactly. I love that. So Natalie, let's move forward to about 30 to 40 years from now. And you're looking back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave? And what do you want to be remembered for? I hope people remember me uh, of someone that was really trying to live a good life in a sense of being a good person, doing good to people, helping people to uh, achieve their dreams. Because I know that for a lot of people, they're having a month vacation or a week vacation, something very, very special. And if somehow my articles or my travel tips can help them to make that little moment even more special, I'm happy with that because that's what why I love about information. That's why I choose to work with journalism and now I do with travels. It's because I, I believe information is so powerful and we can make other people's lives better. And it uh, needs include traveling because it's something so important for a lot of people. So I want someone to, to think of me of someone that inspired people to travel more and better. And also a silly one that enjoys life. <laughs> and hopefully they'll see your photos everywhere. Oh too. my God, that's that'll good. be <laughs> 
that'll be part of your legacy, Natalie. Like one day, a hundred years from now, they'll see like um an ad and be like, that that's Natalie. <laughs> oh my god, it's me with the watermelon. It, it's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, now I, I bet you I'm going to start seeing you in places now, Nat. I'm like, okay, now that we, we talked about this, I'm going to start seeing her and her husband in ads. <laughs> Rob, it's re- Rob, it's fine because like when he did the photo shoot, he was with a long, long beard and he's like really yeah. gray, oh. very like salt and pepper hair. So he, his beard was really like big and gray. So now he ha- he's shaved. So it's like, okay, it's kind of different person. But for me, okay, I changed the haircut, but doesn't, Change much in the face. <laughs> he was incognito. Nobody knew, but you. No one can forget your face. It's like it's it's out there, but it's good. Hopefully, it's all positive. It's all good, right? <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you so much, Nat, for being here with us. We really appreciate you sharing your journey with us. It's been so much fun. If our listeners want to learn more about you, where can they find you? Thank you for having us here, me here. <laughs> it was a pleasure <laughs> to talk and laugh and share a little bit of our story. Uh, people can find us on loveandroad.com and Love and Road everywhere. Instagram at Love and Road, Facebook, Love and Road, Twitter at Love and Road. <laughs> so that's the, the brand. Uh, but don't forget, it's Nat and Rob. So behind the brand, there are two Brazilians that are crazy for traveling and for a good talk. <laughs> I love that. We will definitely, and I love that you have Love and Road everywhere. That's that's your thing. So it makes it a lot easier for us to find you too. So that's good branding right there. Yeah. Not a team. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nat. We really appreciate you. Thank you. Hope to talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Natalie. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview where she shares how to get started with bilingual blogging. Hey friend, have you been wanting to start a podcast? I know it can be overwhelming in the beginning. Believe me, I have been there. Lucky for you, we have created a new site called howtocreatepodcast.com that shares a ton of freebies that can help you get started. From launching, growing to monetizing, we share it all in one place. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com for more information. Hey listeners, thank you for listening to this episode and I'm so thankful for your support. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and get suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, and so much more. Feel free to reach out at hello at theoffbeatlife.com and let me know what you'd like to hear. If you like the show, don't forget to give us some love and review on iTunes. Thank you again for being a part of this journey and I can't wait to hear how your location-independent story will unfold.